This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. We are very excited to be talking about the new Blumhouse horror film, Megan, today. Megan just Megan. came out. It's the first big horror film of 2023, and it's already close to $100 million as the day of recording this episode on Sunday, what's day, the 15th. So I assume by the time this episode airs, it will have broken that $100 million mark, which is huge for a horror film. No, what? no, it needs another $40 million, I would say. No, it's so. already it's already at $90 million on, 90? on the day of recording this episode. Really? I just Yeah, I just said that. Oh, wow. He doesn't listen to me. We have a special <laughs> guest today. This is Becca Keen, who is a Chosen One patron, and she's been a Chosen One for over three months now, which means she gets to come on the show for a guest segment. Welcome, Becca. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you I'm so excited. much. Thank you so much for the support. We appreciate you so much. You're always interactive online on the Discord and on Patreon, and we're so grateful for your support. We're happy you get to come on the show. And now, Megan, <laughs> which ha- is gonna break a hundred million dollars in the oh, yeah. box office, so, yeah. is about is Megan is a marvel of artificial intelligence, a lifelike doll that's programmed to be a child's greatest companion and a parent's greatest ally, designed by Gemma. A brilliant roboticist, Megan can listen, watch, and learn as it plays the role of friend and teacher, playmate and protector when Gemma becomes the unexpected caretaker of her eight-year-old niece. She she decides to give the girl a Megan prototype, a decision that leads to unimaginable consequences. This was directed by Gerard Johnstone. The story was done by James Wan, screenplay by uh, Akela Cooper, who also wrote Malignant as well. And this was a co-production between Atomic Monster, which which is James Wan's production company, and Blumhouse. Okay. So, Megan, I think think it's pronounced Megan in the movie. Some people say Megan. Some people say Megan. It's basically... Key and Peele say Megan. Yeah, Megan. (laughs) Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Megan is is essentially the replacement for Chucky, I would say, in the horror genre. And I had a lot of expectations because I really enjoyed the trailer. It was a lot of fun, and I remember every time we saw the trailer play in, in cinemas, like the entire crowd would like come to life, and everyone would be laughing and giggling and reacting really well. So I had a feeling it would be extremely successful, which it is. However, I was surprised to find out that Blumhouse changed it to a PG-13 rating right before release. They clearly made the money move, and I think ultimately I was looking for more horror and more gore. It didn't quite get that. It did have a lot of funny moments, but it wasn't quite what I was expecting walking in the theaters. I thought it could have been really dark, and I think that they obviously wanted to capitalize on what they saw would be a huge teenage audience box office and try to tackle that demographic 
globally and make that $100 million and maybe start with a good foundation to build the franchise going forward with sequels because obviously they, they greenlit a sequel to Megan because this is already so successful. But I still think it would have pulled $100 million and those teenagers would have seen the movie. They would have convinced their parents to go see it. They would have seen it somewhere with their parents watching at home safely. They wouldn't have streamed it online or anything. They definitely would have watched it. Of course not. Because when we were 13, we were still watching radar movies. So I, I was also a little disappointed by the lack of gore because I thought they could have really made an awesome rated R horror film out of this. And you could tell when you watched it that there were sequences that... You know they filmed some cool parts, but they definitely cut, cut it, it out. But I still enjoyed overall the, the gory aspects of the film. Becca, how did you enjoy Megan? It was <laughs> it was entertaining, to say the least. I mean, well, first off, my theater experience was one of the worst I think I've ever had. Oh, no. The theater was packed. Like, when we bought the tickets, it was not packed at all. And then, of course, the last minute, it's fully everybody – it's just in every seat and from this beginning as soon as it started people were screaming and like just having full-blown conversations throughout the whole movie oh people were on their phones and a lot of younger kids too were like just yelling at the screen anytime she came on being like yes slay <laughs> so, <laughs> oh it my was God. it was interesting but i mean i feel like that was the best movie to see where your audience is like that because it's just so entertaining and funny because I couldn't stop laughing but I I I do wish I do wish it was rated R because I wanted more I needed more gore from it it seemed it seemed like a tv show level of gore in pg-13 and I think Mm -hmm. it was it's a really interesting movie because it was marketed so well smile was also a really well marketed original horror film last year. Was that year. Universal? Smile? I believe I yeah. believe it was Universal and you know they did their interesting tr- teasers in the beginning of the year last year with just the guy smiling on screen. It was just a short trailer <laughs> in the theaters and then they had the interesting posters and then they had people in the bright yellow smile shirt smiling for the screen in the stadiums of Major League Baseball playoffs. Great marketing campaign. Everyone was intrigued. It was going viral before the movie was released. Megan was going viral before this film was even released, but before 2023 hit. And this movie just got released last weekend. And people were going as Megan for Halloween last year. Like the the dance routine, the gifts were going wild <laughs> on Twitter, and just the costume and the idea. So Slay Queen was like everyone was jacked and yeah. ready to just go see Megan. It seemed like they didn't even care about what it was going to be like in terms of a critical response, which is I I like that. I like people going to take a chance on a movie with zero expectations just hoping to have a good time however i think i was just a little bit let down like the two of you with the gore aspect of it and the story i thought was very interesting it's a really good concept it's like a modern version of chucky of child's play like what would like an ai kind of chucky look like even though the new versions of chucky have ai and technology infused with it the, oh on the show the remake of the the movie before the oh, show the Ari Plaza one yeah, yeah. where he was like yeah. t- like connected with wi-fi and everything mm-hmm. like that we obviously got a hint spoiler alert if you haven't seen vegan at the end of the film she gets in control of the technology around Gemma's house which I like the infusion of technology. It makes me never want to have a smart home and have everything controlled by my voice. You like, have an Alexa. Unlike smart, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my room, my lights are not controlled by Alexa. Hallway lights on, right? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Sorry, I probably just let someone's Alexa go off. So, like, even though, like, what was the the movie when we were kids? Was it Smart House? Was the house that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yep, the Disney yep. Channel. Smart movie. House. I don't want that anymore. After watching this movie, they were ahead of their time. <laughs> And I will say the character design was great because the face was really funny looking and 
it was very creepy, the hair, the outfit, but I thought it was very smart to do, it's basically a CGI face the whole time, but it looks fine because it's supposed to just be silicone and it's not supposed to look like a real person's face. So the CGI not being perfect actually works. And it was just so smart to have an actual actress playing Megan, but just having that mask on. That way you got realistic movement because it didn't have robotic movements. It had very lifelike movements. So I thought it was a great choice by the filmmakers practically to have an actual actor physically performing as Megan, but then wear that. She probably was wearing a green mask, and then they CGI'd Megan's face over it. I thought that was my favorite aspect to the design of the character. It was like right to the point of Uncanny Valley where yeah. it seems odd and the AI, the AI seems off where it's just like just close enough to a human-looking face where it works so well. Mm-hmm. I fully agree with what both of you said. I think it, it because they actually had an actress instead of it be, I don't know, something else, and then having it be a silicone face made it, I mean, obviously it's a doll, so it's going to look... <laughs> like creepy regardless but it was not too like cheesy creepy you know what i mean it felt like more campy i guess (laughs) Uh, it's interesting i'm going back to your point about the audience being rowdy and i mean i understand kids being kids i mean we when we were kids there's sometimes we were allowed at theaters but i feel like nowadays i keep encountering films even like serious films where people are using their phones a lot or talking a lot like i saw the whale the other day and it wasn't a packed theater. There were probably six or seven different groups of six or seven pairs of people around the theater. But everyone at some point was talking or whispering to themselves. Uh, I had to actually ask a woman to put her phone and her Apple Watch away because she kept lifting her phone up to look at text <laughs> messages. Like really? literally, literally lifting it up. And it was the same text message she kept looking at. And just would just keep looking at it and wouldn't. Repl- and then I bet her neck is sore from constantly looking down yeah. at her phone, so she has to hold it up in the and air. Then, and then, and then what was worse was she had an Apple Watch on, and she kept leaning back in her seat and just putting her hands <laughs> hands behind her oh head. And then her Apple Watch would get a notification like every twenty seconds, and it would light up. And then I swear I'd be trying to watch the movie, and then every twenty seconds it would just be a flash with a notification on the Apple Watch, and she's just like. Leaning back with her with her hands behind her head, I'm like I'm like who sits like that in a the movie theater? This is the we're watching the whale. It's the most and you're potentially blocking three people's yeah. views with your elbows. I know like this so, range is yeah. not. So it got it got to the point where I was like I had to I walked down a few rows and I just I was very polite. But I was like excuse me, your Apple Watch and your phone are bothering us and they keep going off notifications. Is there any way you could please turn off your notifications? She looked at me like I was an insane person. <laughs> She had her eyes were open and she had like mouth agape like what is this fucking human being saying to me like I was crazy and I was so polite and I was like very I whispered and I didn't want to disturb anyone you brought but, her out cocoa yeah yeah but then even behind us people were talking and and so there's Becca did you see the film another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The whale? The whale? No, not yet. Oh, uh, so I won't spoil it, but there's, there's a point where... 
something happens in something set up, and then uh, it you you encounter that thing later in the film. But uh, so someone behind me said, "I told you that was gonna happen." <laughs> I, was, uh, I was like, "Can you just watch the movie?" <laughs> we just came to do what we came to do. Exactly. It might be just like a people needing to just kind of obsessed with engagement yeah. and distractions where they can't like re- a lot of people probably can't sit in a through a theater experience. I don't know. Like, yeah, Becca, have something. you noticed it changing over the last few years of maybe disturbing disturbances in yes, the theater? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Especially with just people being on their phone. Even yeah. yesterday this person was just like on social media, on Instagram. I'm like, "Why are you here?" You're Looking at stories on Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, "Just go." Like, yeah. I feel no like one's yeah, I feel forcing like it's you worse. to be here. Well, the the movie actually, Megan tackles great thematic elements like that. In addition to operating really well as a horror movie and an original story, but the dangers of AI as well as the dangers of constant um, oh the connection, and connections of connection. children yeah. to technology and the, the development growth of will it have an effect on them and will too much of it kind of replace the parental role, the guardian role of you as your child's guardian or parents and. Will it affect the child going forward, the ta- uh, attachment issues, and just too much stimulation? I thought they did a great job tackling those themes and, and showing that the the best distraction or the best interactions your child can have are with you. And you should be the one providing the nourishment in addition to intellectual conversations and helping them go through things like death and life. Yeah, I thought it was actually smart how the corp- this corporation is trying to design a product that takes up as much of a child's time as possible. And that's something that real children and parents are dealing with right now at this very moment. So it was timely. But I will say most of the dialogue was – it could be quite cringe. And there was a 20-minute – 20 minutes in the first act where it's supposed to be drama and emotional stuff and exposition and character. And I was like, this is just like slogging through. Malignant felt the same way, yeah. but in but you're rewarded both films with a great second and third act. I mean, Malignant has like one of my favorite third acts in a horror film in the last few years. That's – epic when yeah. we finally get the reveal of the villain in that film and then megan i think takes a little too long to get into her evil nature killing phase, and yeah. killing phase which i wish we could have seen more of the actual killing but i think it took a little too long for her to get to that point i felt it took like i want to feel like 45 50 minutes i agree like a chucky movie he, he's killing someone within the fir- first act for oh, sure opening yeah. scene yeah. <laughs> immediately yeah. he's suffocating somebody <laughs> yeah <laughs> picking up a knife did you grow up watching chucky movies Yes, I love oh, yeah. Child's Play. Oh my god, they're so scary. The nightmares I had in my youth because of Chucky <laughs> haunting my dreams. Now, <laughs> Megan is killing it critically with great reviews, so it's 95% critically on Rotten Tomatoes. Fresh, <laughs> killing it. Did you like that? Yeah, <laughs> that was good. And then a 79% audience score. IMDb, it's a little lower at a 6.7, which I think is kind of an accurate rating for me. I would give this movie about a 6 because lacking the gore, lacking the the intense horror that I was really hoping for, as well as some of the characters. You know, I know I know that men are trash is the pop culture norm <laughs> right now in Hollywood and entertainment. Men are trash. Everyone hates men. They're all idiots. But, like, when you have every male character, even the boy, are just, like, evil or doofuses and fumbling around, messing everything up, it takes me out of the film because I thought this movie opened up so funny. We were cracking up with those the dolls. Like, I was laughing my ass off. And then we get to the asshole dad. And then we get to the doofus <laughs> colleague. And then the doofus guy. Then the evil CEO. Then the doofus guy. And it's just, like... 
it takes me out of these movies a little bit yeah. when every male character because men are trash <laughs> is the theme of the world right now. It's true. It's to true. Be honest, yeah. it, it took I, me out of yeah. Megan. It took me out of Megan because I'm just sitting there like, I get it. We get this a lot, but every every character, every guy. I gotta you get I, one yeah. redemption there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a hot button topic. I don't know if I should. Jump. No, I know I agree. It's because uh, even the boss was just like a bonehead, you know, and she had to like. It's like. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it took me out of it. It's getting silly sometimes. It's getting too. Like, can we it's just almost have, comical just at this point. Give us one character in a movie. Just, that just one out of six. On. One out of six. <laughs> a, just like a nice guy. Just give us one nice guy. Even the dad's like, "Shut up! I'm driving on this on this on this blizzard." We, we just found out about the icy roads. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> I told you not to get her that toy, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the toy though that was so funny the toys were funny those were hysterical <laughs> oh man but i i'm really excited for a sequel to this movie because i think they're promising to go a little more if not are a little harder on the pg-13 i know they're gonna make a rated r cut i believe for this movie probably for the streaming release maybe a short theatrical run which i'd be really intrigued on seeing again i gotta say i am only interested in seeing a sequel if it's a hard r because that's what I found, like we said, that was the glaring issue with the film. The lack of gore, the lack of killing, the lack of blood. I go to these movies, especially if it's a Blumhouse movie, especially if it's a slasher film, to see that. And the rest of the film wasn't entertaining enough or good enough for me to really... Sometimes a great gore just saves a movie. And that's what was missing for this movie for me. So if the next film is not hard R, guaranteed, I, I might not want to see it, honestly. Yeah, what do you think, Becca? Yeah, I agree. I I wanted more. I needed blood. I needed yeah. more graphic killings. But we're messed up. We're sick people. <laughs> we're sick. Also, no kids were decapitated in this movie. Ron, Ronnie Chang. <laughs> we didn't see him get run over by the car. They cut away. You saw a stupid shoot. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> Ronnie Chang, who plays David, the CEO. That guy, he's such a funny comedian. If you've never seen his stand-up, I recommend it. I wish they gave him more. He's of on a, a Daily Show. Yeah, yeah. but his stand-ups are great. Yeah. I wish they gave him more comedic moments to have. He has a couple great funny beats, but I think he would have been a great asset if he was doing a lot more of the comedy rather than just being a tyrannical CEO. Drill instructing. Yeah, C- kind of yeah. Tr- like taking control of everything because he's such a funny comedian, such a funny actor. I think he was he would have been my favorite character if he had more funny lines. He might have been better as a, a co-engineer of the project, maybe, unless not someone in charge. Possibly, you know I mean? yeah. But I think if if he could have flexed his comedy chops more, because yeah. that's what his greatest strength is. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. But with Allison that. Williams is great. She's kind of like a, a modern day scream queen now. The little girl was very good too. That Violet actress. McGraw. She did. She a plays job. Katie. Yeah. But overall, yeah, it's a solid, independent, original horror film, which we expect from Blumhouse. We expect from Atomic Monster, and you know the potential of them fusing their companies together seems really exciting. I, I will see a sequel to this, even I think even if it's PG-13, but I think they know the fans want more gore, more rated R situations, more blood. We need the, we need the stuff, man. We need <laughs> yeah, the juices. Man. Well, I mean, I told you, I'm not interested in going if it's not there. That's what I'm signing up for. So you, you'll be going alone if it's PG-13. <laughs> 
I'll be like, see you later. Like a, like a typical Anthony week, three movies alone at AMC. <laughs> <laughs> All matinees, baby. <laughs> he goes there, he's upset there's one other person on their phone. <laughs> well, hey, they play a two-minute trailer asking you not to talk and not to use your phone. It's true. Because it's, true. that's the proper etiquette. So you're, you're right. goddamn right I'm going to tell someone to stop using their phone. All right, team, any yeah, final thoughts on Megan? I would also get, I would give it a 6 out of 10. I thought it was a good time. It was interesting. It was a fun idea. If it had the gore and blood, I would give it a much higher rating, but obviously that was missing. So it left me – I left the theater wanting more for sure. Yeah, I also gave it the same rating because I needed more. I just wanted something else. But I need to see it. I, I am excited for the sequel. Yeah, I get I'm it. hoping it'll be – I Boy. hope they don't go for the cash grab again. We'll see. Megan too. We'll see. Well, they already <laughs> pulled in the cash for this movie, so I think it justifies them to go rated R. Or they'll just stay PG-13 and have a $50 million opening weekend. That would be bummer to have a PG-13 horror franchise. That doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, is there, that's is not... there even one? I mean, I guess you could say like the horror TV shows and stuff like that. I mean, Wednesday Addams is kind of a horror show. No, no. What's a, what's a horror franchise that's PG-13 that won't even exist? A movie one. I don't know. I can't think of one. There's got to be one, I guess. There must be. There's something. But it's not exciting enough. Twilight. It's, it's not, it's not memorable. <laughs> it's vampires. Werewolves, man. That's horror. It's fantasy. That's horror. It's fantasy they, horror. They're glowing in the sun. That's fantasy. Be- <laughs> Becca, have you seen all the Twilights? Um, multiple times, yes. Uh, is, there, is there gore at all okay, in yeah. them? No. I, I would not say it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Damn I mean, it. Damn it. Fantasy. Damn it. They decapitate that guy in the they first one. They shimmer in the sunlight. It's fantasy. The werewolves don't like tear anyone to shreds or anything. The werewolves are too cute. They're beautiful. They do, but it's, you just hear it <laughs> It's off camera. You don't see any, like, there's, like, no blood. And if you, it, the only blood is a paper cut. And okay, that, that's, you, that's not a horror franchise. It can't, it can't be, at all be in the <laughs> horror category. Even though it's vampires and werewolves, it can't be horror. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, what a bummer. But it seems like it might be a PG-13 horror franchise, which might kind of be a new thing. Who knows if it'll be a successful franchise from going forward if they keep going PG-13. But I'm sure they're interested in like maybe changing up the game of the horror genre with having a wider audience with the PG-13 rating and introducing younger kids to horror. I mean, I don't. I mean, that's an interesting point, but it's not true because Smile is going to end up making more than this. No, but I mean, just having the franchise of a broader audience. No, yeah, I understand. I but, think we'll but, see. But I like think you, Smile you will said, more. you said earlier. I mean, I mean, rated R. I mean, rated R still makes a lot of money. Smile. I I think when it's all said and done, Smile will have a much more much higher box office total than. than I'm pretty this sure group. it broke. It got over two hundred million. Over two hundred million, which and is that's crazy. a hard that's a hard R on a seventeen million dollar budget. Yeah, that's huge. It's a very hard R. So it doesn't. The rating doesn't matter if, if the film's good. The film's good, and people will see it. So I think that the rating is less important than people think for money yeah i wish they just went r i mean it made 600 million yeah it was really successful it's a hard r first one you know the rating's not as important for box office you know what you're right man you're right i'm just seeing if no maybe you're they're, right they're too. trying to innovate yeah. the concept of what a yeah, horror yeah, yeah, franchise yeah, yeah, yeah. can be yeah, yeah yeah you know what i mean can they make a more mature horror franchise for kids i guess so yeah I think they're. I think that's maybe what they're shooting shots with. They gotta. They gotta compete with you know other they companies. Went, they know what happened was they vi- went viral on the TikTok trend, so they had to stick with this TikTok crowd. <laughs> yeah, you're probably that's right. What happened. You're probably right. But this was distributed exactly. by Universal, mm-hmm. and if they fuse their companies ver- versus being bought by someone else, maybe they have to do things like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll maybe. see to compete. 
Um, all right, that wraps our review of Megan. Becca, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you so, so much, much again for having me. Of course, we we love you so much. You're, you're such a great fan of the show and friend of the show, and you, you help keep the lights on. We we can't thank you enough. We can't wait to see you at our live show, which is going to be on Saturday. You can get tickets to that live event tomorrow. Oh, yeah, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. Well, it's Saturday, January twenty-first. Yeah. So you can come in person, like Becca in Los Angeles. There are tickets available for that still. Or if you want, you can stream the event live online with tickets from moments.co slash Raiders of the Lost. And even if you can't attend and watch live at 12 p.m. Pacific time, with those moment tickets, you'll have access to the entire event for seven days. So you can just watch it whenever you want. It's amazing. We can't wait. It's going to be our first live show. And we can't wait to meet everybody in person who we haven't met. And people are flying out. People are driving vast distances to come see us. Aww. The parents are coming. We'll keep them separated with somebody in between them. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much to everyone who's already bought a ticket. And again, don't forget to get those tickets for digital live streaming at moments.co slash Raiders of the Lost. Only 12 bucks. Becca, again, thank you so much for being such a great friend and supporter of Raiders of the Lost podcast. See you all Always. next time. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost podcast is a mirror image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.